The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Mighty Gems, the essence of authentic presence. Your host is Dee Lee. In this program, you'll learn about connecting with the universal mind, otherwise known as pure consciousness. You can have a direct positive effect on your life, your environment, and your connection with others. Find out more today. Here is your host, Dee Lee. Welcome to our show, Mighty Gems, Essence of Authentic Presence. And today we're going to be sharing some thoughts, insights uh, concerning the freedom that when you've become fully present, you have a lot of different options. And my name is Dee Lee. What are gems and jewels really? They are stones and tend to have different value for each person. It depends on how each person relates to them individually as to the true value they have. As a little stone or pebble, they could be very small from a physical size, but could have a huge value in terms of a different sense and basic effect. As we are talking about different uh, jewels, you know, basically... um, A gem and a jewel is a different physical aspect, but we're also taking a closer look at another type of jewel, which is looking at ordinary things in our daily living that really are magnificent when we stop and pay attention. As with jewels, the value is in the eye of the beholder. The sparkle can be a different attraction for everyone, but it tends to catch our attention and we are inspired. Today we're pausing to take a closer look at the sense of freedom we likely are experiencing as we are being more present in each moment. We have been taking a long, deep look within ourselves as we have been prospecting and looking at the mighty gems and jewels that we each are as individuals. And as we grow and expand from within, we are also affecting our surroundings and others we relate to. There is a freedom that comes from being fully present. Other people's opinions are no longer important. You're comfortable in your own skin and you don't get embroiled in the drama. There are signs that you're waking up and sometimes it doesn't feel uh, you know, like what you expect. And it can be also um, not as easy as we think it should be. But there's, there's some thought processes here, too, as to how we approach this. Roy Bennett in the, his, um, has a um, kind of a set of uh, ideas. They're kind of almost um, opposites. But in his presentation, The Light in the Heart, here's some thoughts to, to ponder as we're getting started here in our discussion. And his concept is don't just, that's the name of his uh, list here, don't just learn, experience, don't just read, absorb, don't just change, transform, don't just 
relate, advocate. Don't just promise, prove. Don't just criticize, encourage. Don't just think, ponder. Don't just take, give. Don't just see, feel. Don't just dream, do. Don't just hear, listen. Don't just talk, act. Don't just tell, show. Don't just exist, but live. So interesting from his list there, there's a lot of um, discussion here with uh, action. So as, as we get ourselves more uh, in tune and waking up, we're getting more into action because that's how we want to move forward is taking action. Now, interesting also is the um, information concerning a uh, set of different um, idols or icons from um, how a uh, lily pad and also lilies are an expression. And um, it's a curiosity that I've had for a long time and relate to a lot in the um, processes I've been growing up are the discoveries and curiosities of what is a lily and how does a lily pad work? Because a lily pad has a lot of mystical idea, you know, kind of, um, expression and history, um, it's curiosity and, and very uh, entertaining when you start looking at it from some of the humor and the children's uh, literature and, you know, the, the, how a frog sits on a lily pad and, and what does that mean. And so I've done a little um, kind of a discovery here about what is, you know, you know the, the lily pad from a realism perspective. Um, I have done a lot of photography recently with uh, lilies and li lily pads, and they're very uh, different, um, and each one of them have a character. So the water lily is a plant that you know, is um, growing in a pond or a stream, and has been growing that in, in the, uh, the water for centuries as um, People have enjoyed having them as part of their religious beliefs and legends. And many hybrids of the plant have been grown, and they're also seen in home ponds and also growing wild in a lot of the parts of the world. The water lily comes from the family of plants from Greek called a nymph, or they um, are nymph-oriented in Greek legends. They were protectors of springs and rivers. It is also a name um, that thrives in ponds and streams. But the roots themselves, if you look at it more from a um, vertical you know, positioning, the roots dig deep into the ground beneath the water while the leaves float on the surface. And the leaves themselves are called lily pads and the flower of the water really lily rests on the lily pad or it can even rise above it a little bit and out of the water. The flower of the water lily has numerous petals that fan out and can be found in many colors. 
There are really over 70 species of water lilies. The water lily is native to Egypt and is very significant in their religion and history. And the uh, blue water lily is where the very creation of the gods began, according to legend. In the beginning, there was only chaos. The blue water lily emerged from the darkness. When it bloomed, sitting within the petals was a god. The child was the sun god who began all life. Uh, In the first water lily that was found in England in the early 1800s, it was growing and flourishing in a nobleman's um, pond and garden. The first hybrid came into existence by accident in a glass house owned by the Duke of Devonshire. His gardener uh, discovered the hybrid and uh, it turned out to be a self-pollination. And so interesting, the red water lily was what they um, ended up with. It was also this caretaker, Edward, Higgies, who created the first real water lily hybrid, and uh, it was the first, or the first hybrid in the United States was developed developed um, in 1876. So, interesting art uh, tidbit: um, Claude Monet, the French painter, is well known for his artwork of his water lilies. Monet had a residence in France where he had a water lily pond and a Japanese bridge that was built. He painted several scenes of the bridge and nearly 250 paintings of the water lilies. Some of them are in museums now, while others are in private collections. But people have had a long misconception about um, water lilies and the lotus flower. And really, they're one of the same, Um, or they've thought of them as being one of the same. The Egyptian blue water lily is called a lotus, and it's really a member of the water lily family. And then uh, there's also some other differences between water lilies and lotuses based upon, you know, the types of leaves they have. The leaves of the water lily itself rest on the water, while the leaves of the lotus are above the water. It belongs to an aquatic um, plant, you know, family, and it's been enchanting people with its exquisite, sometimes fragrant blooms, which in ancient times, you know, this was also part of um, some of the um, gardens that were very, um, you know, for higher, um, you know, kings and queens and uh, different levels of uh, residence. And it grows now in aquatic gardens, but is native to some lakes and ponds and slow-moving streams. But it's also been considered a kind of a weed in some areas, which is interesting, because they uh, have added or basically the Department of Agriculture has been uh, looking at them as kind of a prolific weed that can create some challenges for certain water uh, ponds and um, area locations. So um, the white lily is native to the um, 
northeastern half of North America, including southern Canada, and it spread south to northwest Maine and west to Michigan and Minnesota. It can also be found in some areas of Washington and Idaho. And it's very large. You know, some of them, the um, gardens become quite um, prolific with the uh, what they call the the weed <laughs> or the uh, white um, floating weeds, and they um, you know sometimes can be surrounded by six to eight inch wide rounded green leaves. So these are the the um, lily pads. Um, being surrounded. The flowers themselves open in the morning and close in the early evening. And some of the um, areas, you know, they're, when they're considered a noxious weed, um, they really um, can cause some damage for areas that aren't, you know, needing to have as many that are, are prolific. And so um, again, it's it's really looking at it from a different location and also from uh, what is its purpose. The benef- There's a benefit list here that helps um, with certain areas and habitat for fish um, and waterfowl. Some animals like deer and beaver will consume uh, the seeds, tubers, and small plants related um and water lilies are also a protect, protection um, for frogs and other small dwelling uh, water creature, cre- creatures. They are a uh, decorative uh, addition to the aquatic uh, gardens. And according to the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources, there's a, a, a value to, for the white fragment water lily as a habitant for fish and um, it's from their perspective it's best to be left alone but essentially large number of water lilies can you know look at um, or the problem some of the problems can be they restrict the land front access and some of the recreational activities um, can be difficult so there's um, some challenge with where they are and how they're viewed. But basically, um, the lotus flower, in a higher sense, represents rebirth and purity. The lotus also represents survival, as the flower is not affected by the muddy and murky water in which it blooms. So when we take a look at um, some of the higher level uh, symbology, um, it can come up with a pure mind and spirit. That's for the white lotus. And the red lotus flower symbolizes passion. Blue lotus flowers represent common sense. The pink lotus flower represents the history of Buddhism and its teaching. So there's uh, some higher levels of enlightenment and achievement that go along with some of the, the different colored lotus flowers. Now, the mud in which the lotus flower blooms from a symbology uh, represents human suffering. The Buddhists believe suffering is part of a grand design to make human beings stronger. And as the lotus flower grows through the mud and the murk, this represents humans rising above their earthly woes in order to go into a, uh, a state of enlightenment. 
interesting questions about lily pads. You know, when um, when you're inquiring for the from a kid view, um, some of the questions like they look like they're just floating. You know, so the question would be, why don't they float float away? And uh, it's interesting. Um, they have actually a um, you know a type of uh, tube that is like attached to a root and the um, flowers the the yellow pond lily and white flower lily um, have a heart-shaped pad and the white water lily has rounder ones but there's a root that goes like it's almost like a potato and it goes down into the mud that's way down below so it's it's kind of interesting um, it does the work of most leaves for photosynthesis and respiration. And so it goes to and coming from the rhizome, which is the, the kind of the, the uh, potato base. Um, and it goes through these hollow tubes that go up through the water and onto the, uh, the pad itself. So it's, it's um, kind of an interesting um, you know, plant that attracts you know, different things, you know, fish also look at this as a benefit because they're able to um, hide underneath them. Dragonflies and frogs are frequent on the pads themselves, and those then become a food source. So it's kind of like a food chain. Um, Turtles and beavers like to eat the insects. And if you've looked around um, and looked at the flowers, you know, it, it, they basically are very attractive and very bright. And the um, opportunity here is to enjoy them for what they are, wherever they are. And with that enjoyment, um, it's a benefit to uh, rising our own um, feelings. And being in a moment of presence, one can actually participate and enjoy the plant and enjoy the effect of um, viewing its uh, incredible process. On that note, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Do you find yourself clinging to certain thoughts, beliefs, or patterns as you go through your day? Do you find yourself taking things for granted or feeling overwhelmed with the pace of life? You have a choice. You can shift your perspective of what you are feeling when you are present in the moments of your life. You can enjoy the mighty gems of your life, and it can happen fast. Hang up, cling to it anywhere you spend a lot of time. Accept the invitation to be present through an uplifting photo vibe as a private sanctuary of visual inspiration. Connect with what matters at clingtoit.com. That's clingtoit.com. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or 
anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Being committed to being your best self can feel daunting. Once you've studied and done the discoveries needed for self-mastery, it may not be easy to know how to apply what you've learned. Even more, you might feel alone. If you're looking to connect with people who get it, join the Self-Actualization Society. It's for people who want to have deeper conversations about stepping into their next best levels. Part chat, part mastermind, part online learning group in a community focused on the act and art of realizing your potential. Practice and share the wisdom you know at theselfactualizationsociety.com. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Mighty Gems with Dee Lee. If you'd like to connect with the show... We'd love to hear from you via email. Send your email to sparkles at mightygems.com. That's sparkles at mightygems.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Mighty Gems. And um, I've been exploring curiosity around water lilies and, um, you know, the ponder pad of, you know, looking at a... um, lily pad because they're always curious and they've been mystery of um, stories and you know different things over time. Diane Keaton said a sense of freedom is something that happily comes with age and life experience and as we um, gain our experience and as we had noted initially and suggested that experience is is part of as you learn something you and you add your experience, it becomes a kind of a solid situation of sharing more information with other people. And once, you know, if you think about, you know, in a broader sense, actually having more freedom, because again, it's freedom of thought as you become present and you're able to choose how you respond to something that you're present with or listening to or observing, you can um, take this and say, okay, um, as you're looking at the outcomes of um, a moment of presence, uh, you can say, at one point in my life experience, um, you know, my mind was filled with negative talk and self-doubt. Those thoughts were so loud, I could not hear my authentic, true self shining through them. And on a deeper level, I knew that there was a different kind of way to deal with that. And I think changing and choice was to, as we become more knowledgeable and present, we can actually change um, and be free to be yourself, myself, And this was figuring out how to change my thought process um, and so that turning on a key to happiness was really how to uh, look at at different observing things and how you observe is is built upon a relation to experience too. So um, an attitude of enjoyment and being free to be able to view something like um, making a choice in a moment to 
observe how you know a lily pad uh, exists on the water floating and it looks just like it's floating but if you take it and look at it from a deeper perspective and look at how a flower sits on the on the pad and how beautiful that is and how enjoyable it is to take a look at it um, some of it you know is a curiosity but it's also um, opening our true selves to awareness that becomes more than just our thought and when this is uh, something that we really take and empower ourselves with this more and more then it becomes an opportunity to add those different moments together and it becomes almost like a powerful effect and it can be rather magical too so when you start looking around with a presence and a full um, presence and the freedom to look around and not just at one little part of something but when you start looking at all the areas of your our life um, that can be an opportunity to inject um, something that's positive in our space and our thoughts they become aware yeah we can become aware of them because then a lot of things can feel some sometimes stuck somewhere but when we observe and uh, take a look uh, in our outer world, not just our inside self, um, we will be observing the effect of things that are showing up. And true freedom doesn't come in the future from a situation or from anything at all, but is within you right now. So the f- there's some ideas here that uh, can help shift thoughts so that you become freer, lighter, and happier in your outside life uh, arena. So the first one would be to take um, anything that you're experiencing and take it, don't take it personally. So each person's opinion is really the product of their own life, reality, and experiences. And when we take a look at this, sometimes it's hard to imagine, and we are uh, sometimes when we're listening to someone and they come up with their their expressions, uh, whether they're good or bad or whatever, it sometimes is hard to um, accept, and um, it's a reflection. And when we step back and are more present, we can say, "Oh, that's a reflection of their world," and when we take that kind of an attitude and uh, put it towards this uh, event, it can actually um, help in that situation for you to be able to take their thoughts and ideas and just review them from their perspective, but not take them on that where you have to believe them to be true. So if when someone says something, um, whether it be an insult or advice or anything, connect back to your awareness and only you can know what is true or not by taking another person's opinion um, and you can choose it or not Um, basically you're giving yourself an opportunity to have a choice and be present if you also take a look at um, different attitudes it's easy to think sometimes that the world is all having a problem and when we do this we become the victim have you ever had one of those days where everything goes wrong and 
the word wrong is sometimes a difficult one because it may be considered wrong, but it also would be something possibly out of our control. And so you might observe it being not fitting into what you want or have something happen that it becomes different. But if you look at each and every event that happens as an opportunity, that's a little different perspective. And you can also um, slow down and take a look at it uh, and come back to the present moment and say, oh, uh, I'm going to ponder about that situation. And it's interesting, um, when I think of pondering, I'm thinking of a lily pad. So it becomes an opportunity to float in some ways, but also be in a um, kind of a magical attitude that um, I can be present and um, aware of my surroundings, but I can also be pondering, which gives you a little breath of an opportunity to um, take and set it aside and be able to look at different um, observing moments. Another way to um, help with some of this is to be kind and compassionate with yourself. And as we're aware of our thoughts and acknowledge what we say about ourselves, are you really kind? Are your thoughts kind, kind for yourself? Or are you your worst critic? When you look in the mirror, do you see beauty or do you pick yourself apart thinking, okay, this is the definition of beauty in uh, an experience here or definition of someone else's definition? Or can you take a look in the mirror and say, wow, look at this valuable opportunity to you know, have a positive reflection and uh, give yourself a set of adjectives that make you feel good? And when you start approaching being aware in the moment, wherever it is, and giving yourself an opportunity with words that feel good, uh, your internal system is going to feel better. The, um, there's a lot of thought process here, too, around forgiveness. And it's really letting go of the hope that the past can be changed. Forgiveness isn't about saying whatever happened is correct or right, but whatever the event and not putting an adjective on it, just let it go. Forgiveness is releasing the power that an event might have over you. And when you forgive, you are keeping your mind in the past, but also looking at uh, things. And what that does in some ways is give you a trap that sometimes is hard to uh, open the door of that trap. And But if you feel good and you forgive and you feel good um, after you forgive, you're opening the, the trap door. And so when you feel your, your trap door is stuck and if you turn your, your awareness, not just from the outside but into the inside, um, take a quick look at what your thoughts are and how are they feeling because you can also um, release whatever your mind trap is doing around words or expressions or images and that will also release the joy. So 
there's different um, ways of taking a look at some of these different things. And that's when we become more aware. Uh, that's one of the aspects that, you know, we're going moment to moment. And so each of our small moments that come and go, um, some of them are easier to uh, surround with what, we're anticipating or giving us glimpses of something that we need to look at differently from our consciousness. And our awakened state of awareness is always right here in the moment. For some of us, the truth has come forth. You know, keep in mind that most of us run along back and forth across a bridge, which is, you know, a a, uh, choice of direction. And sometimes our ego, our personal ego, can get in the way, too. So, there's lots of different variations of this process, and it can feel messy and question, you know, well, how am I going to do this? But what are these different uh, opportunities? You know, there's different um, ways of responding and sensing whether you are in um, awareness or not. And so, um, as you go through this, um, what will happen as you're awakening, there's like many things that your life will start shifting as well. Your internal and external are trying to get in balance. And so, sometimes we aren't aware of how this all works in our life, but there are certain symptoms of spiritual awakening that might be useful to take a look at because their their relationships and their experiences and if you're um, awake 100% of your moments then you're going to have some intensity and can sometimes feel like these all get tangled up but there um, there can be moments of overwhelm um, and but if you step back from it you can also look at it as knowing that you are uh, going through a shift and discover the different opportunities and it can be kind of humorous actually if you take a step back and look at it but when you first start looking through this lens of change um, it's something that can be feeling rather um, complex as you're transforming your life because there are changes that are going on perhaps you aren't even aware of And when you become more observant on that, it's easier to say, oh, that's one of these um, shifts that I'm going through. And look at the positive of where you're headed. And that helps to um, position so that um, you're not going to be worrying about, you know, the future. When you actually step forward this way, um, life becomes more light and, you know, things are um, going to be stepping forward with you as you observe them. You stop caring about what other people think about you. And that's a huge thing because a lot of times we don't know the whole ramification of somebody's thought, but we're, we're picking it up in different aspects. And sometimes we create our own stories and drama because we're not, we don't have the full story, but um, it helps to know that um, you're the person in control and you go, you no longer have to worry and stress over things like a social reputation or popularity and peer approval because your sense of identity really comes from much deeper than that. And 
you're having a better sense of relationship between yourself and the universe. And when you do this, you're going to be trusting a lot more. Um, I know that trust is a key word here because um, when you fully trust, there's really no room left for fear. And as we go forward, you know, there's wisdom that comes along and reading that we do and learning. And again, coming back to that initial discussion, when you learn, you experience something. And as you approach the learning from that perspective and open yourself to experience, then you can stop approaching uh, the, the future as a fear and anxiety and, and really accept and embrace life's experiences as you're going along. That's really being, that's a freedom in um, having ourselves fully present because we have that choice. And when you make that choice, um, it feels really good to be able to embrace your choice and feel the, um, the, the elevation in frequency. And um, that is very, very um, positive. On that note, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. your better business achieve that goal make good on that resolution the voice america empowerment channel it's your world motivate change succeed being committed to being your best self can feel daunting once you've studied and done the discoveries needed for self-mastery it may not be easy to know how to apply what you've learned even more you might feel alone if you're looking to connect with people who get it join the self-actualization society it's for people who want to have deeper conversations about stepping into their next best levels part chat part mastermind part online learning group in a community focused on the act and art of realizing your potential. Practice and share the wisdom you know at theselfactualizationsociety.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Do you find yourself clinging to certain thoughts, beliefs, or patterns as you go through your day? Do you find yourself taking things for granted or feeling overwhelmed with the pace of life? You have a choice. You can shift your perspective of what you are feeling when you are present in the moments of your life. You can enjoy the mighty gems of your life, and it can happen fast. Hang up, cling to it anywhere you spend a lot of time. Accept the invitation to be present through an uplifting photo vibe as a private sanctuary of visual inspiration. Connect with what matters at clingtoit.com. That's clingtuit.com. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Mighty Gems with Dee Lee. If you'd like to connect with the show, we'd love to hear from you via email 
Send your email to sparkles at mightygems.com. That's sparkles at mightygems.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Mighty Gems. We're taking a look at um, the freedoms that we have um, when we are fully present. And what we're doing as you begin awakening and becoming more present, um, you're going to find that your interests in um, learning more, uh, knowledge, you're going to be wanting to expand your understanding and wisdom. And with that comes along with the uh, experience and active participation. And you're going to look at um, things a different way um, and say, oh, wow, I don't want to do that. So you'll have choices when you go through this in how you want to spend and use your spare time or all of your time when you're 100% present because then you can have a level of participation and say, okay, well, you might even come up with something that says, oh, that feels useless and that feels redundant. You know, some of the things that we do with our time can be, uh, when we're present, you know, can be kind of a shock to ourselves saying, I'm going to do that. Or I do that all the time. Wow, think of the amount of time that you have and how valuable it is. And then when you become present and start looking at that, you can say, well, I want to do something different. I want to have a different, uh, I want to make this change. So some people look at Netflix and video games as redundant and um, also um, wasteful. But again, this becomes a personal choice. And so some of those might be wasteful to someone but not to another person it's like a diet you want to take a look at things from your own perspective but not let others you know make the decisions for you and and how you feel so it becomes a choice and when you actively make that choice from your own perspective those are the vibrations that value uh, your uh, sense of worth in whatever you're looking at and uh And basically, when you spend a choice of time in nature or reading something that you're really uh, looking forward to read, uh, going for walks, um, taking a chance to just sit out on a nice evening uh, looking at stars, you can meditate, you can do yoga, you can have all kinds of different energy that you work with. Um, Some of them are so simple as when you um, take a walk, just not run along, but really take a walk and look at where your feet are and look at where your feet go. Participate in looking at things that you may have not observed before as you're going through your neighborhood. It's amazing um, what what value and sense of Um, interest you have if you do this over a period of time you'll be noticing change that's going on in your neighborhood and it can be simple as um, the change of the seasons and when you spend that time really observing it makes you feel good or at least for myself that's been my experience Um, and also participating with um, the weather or um, Summer uh, gives more opportunity to be participating in a sunset or a sunrise in um, 
better weather, but it's it's something that uh, can really have an effect on the rest of your day or kind of wrap up your day with a, a feeling of very uh, warm love for what's going on. And uh, when you start seeing coincidences appearing in your life too, this is part of the, the change that will have a profound meaning. And there's possibilities and probabilities of these things happening more and more as you um, are opening up and paying attention um, when your energy and your thoughts and your emotions are all aligned with the flow it begins to work in your favor when you stop working against it it stops working against you so really there's ways of uh, signs that that are universal and apply to consequences of being awakened and uh, having these as allowing yourself to be guided by your heart and by your spirit. So freedom has a different word for, or is a different word and a meaning for each of us, as it really comes back to ourselves as to how we look and um, are looking at it from realizing that we are timeless and eternal and non-physical at some space, but we are also um, physical and we need to be here and grounded so that we can participate in our life. And um, our desires are, we want to be free and feel free, but what does this really look like? It looks like something sometimes that uh, we don't have to live by the alarm clock or we have to, um, you know, have a boss or we have to um, it's kind of more of a mental state than anything else and so you can feel free it's really your own attitude about the time that you do have about your intentions and attachment to particular outcomes and when you're flowing with all of this and embracing each moment it can actually feel very open and free again it's back to uh, how you approach it and so um, I know that sounds like it's a big responsibility, but uh, talk about, you know, an opportunity here. Um, and my visual has been really fun as I've been playing with the lily pad approach. You know, you can sense yourself floating on a lily pad. And again, it's not floating down the river unless it's unattached to the um, to its stem, but... Uh, it can be a fun way to observe things and gives you a, a sense of freedom that is pretty simple, actually. It's a state of mind. <clears throat> so when you think about, you know, the state of mind and where you're at, you know, you're, you're coming into your experience with um, your past and your present and your future, and um, you're going to want to set you know, some um, realities for yourself with what do you do with your past. Some people live in the past um, almost uh, every day. And what they're trying to do is to um, use that as an expression for their or explanation for what, what they're translating into their present. But if you can unhook your past and look at the present moment with a new fresh set of expectations, then it opens up the opportunity that 
you're going to be able to experience this differently too than if you're pulling a lot of past into the moment, every moment, with some expectation that may have existed previously but doesn't really relate to that new moment. So um, some of the attitude might be from our ego perspective that we're trying to impress others. And this is something that has existed for millennium. And when you take a sense of uh, separating that from your expectation and look at it more from the sense of your own freedom to be who you are and want to be and the choices that you have are yours, then you don't need to really impress anyone else except yourself. When you get out of this feeling, uh, you can actually outshine people because you're not trying to come and compare yourself to different, different levels. Live for yourself and be true to what you want. Uh, when you do this, you have, you know, the sky is kind of the limit. You're not, you know, going to run up against the ceiling of expectation unless that's your ceiling. So, um, it's, it's kind of a, a mindset. And when we look at opportunity of freedom, um, we can either approach it in one way or the other. And, and when we do that, we live with those choices. And um, it's, again, how we look in the moment, um, how we approach the moment, which when you're done with that moment, it moves into the, the next one. So, um, with trust and looking at in a positive enjoyment, we're not going to fear the future, but, you know, the, essentially each moment builds upon a positive aspect. And so, they become your future because those are the experiences that you're having and your emotions follow along with it. So, and your thought processes. So, the future is only scary if we anticipate failure and pain and we only focus on this if we lack confidence or self-esteem in the present moment. So the, the best way to go forward or from an attitude perspective is to uh, take a look at it from concentrating on what's happening currently and how you feel about it and feeling confident and making sure that you're feeling uh, joy and emotions that help you to uplift yourself into a mo motion so that your future builds in present moments, like repeating what you're doing currently in that joy and process. So future is really awesome as a possibility once we know that we can make that um, or we can kind of control that and um, we build upon step one, step two. It's um, an opportunity to know that we have that as possibilities. And our experience is based upon our own choices in how we go with it. So some of the things that might happen as you're going through things with uh, change is you're going to have some physical aspects and feeling like... Um, you're, you're awakening, but you're not really sure how something feels. And so as you experience all of this, um, take time for yourself to slow down and really explore what those look like. You know, find yourself a lily pad in your mind and say, oh, I just need to take a moment here and uh, take a sense of um, finding the calm, finding peace or serenity, however you do that. 
And some of it can rather be profound once we start sensing this. And some of them might seem too simple. But uh, when you start looking at the opposite of existence and chaos and drama, um, you're going to have more of a profound sense of split between I want that or I want this. And it's interesting because you still have the opportunity to choose how you relate to something. And instead of being on autopilot to actually relate to something in an in a, uh, autopilot way, you're, you're actually becoming the pilot of how you want to have something affect you. So it's interesting. Um, Rachel Brathern said, life is made up of a collection of moments that are not ours to keep the pain we encounter throughout our, our days spent on this earth comes from the illusion that some moments can be held onto, clinging to people and experiences that were never ours in the first place is what causes us to miss out on the beauty of the miracle that is the now all of this is yours yet none, none of it is how could it be look around you everything is fleeting so interesting to think of moments as fleeting, but they're, they're, they move along. And being open to consciously change is really a mindset and also a creative open design mode towards best. Actively choose items that surround you that support the best rather than just average. Our lives shift and we change. Clear things that do not support your best with and outside yourself. This has been referred to as clutter, and things we choose to live with tend to represent who we are. We can also make more money and have more time, but clear the clutter from inside yourself and sparkle as gems and um, essence of authentic presence. Buddha said, the trouble is you think you have time, and I suggest start the journey now. And as we connect within ourselves, and outside of ourselves, we can broaden our prospecting arena and can go up and above and beyond where we have ever believed we could go and grow. Thank you for this opportunity, and we will chat later. Thank you for joining us this week. Tune in every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time for Mighty Gems with Dee Lee on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you with another edition of the show next time. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.